Oh man, I'm I'm exhausted. That squad leader tournament is a man. It's a killer. I told you it's a lot. It's a brain drain. It's oh. like a brain drain on the brain, a lot of work. sucking out your intelligence. I'm gonna need a vacation after this. You certainly are. I told nice you. to find a good bar like this. This is a great bar. Hey, yeah. look, oh, chili and lime chips, man. Excellent. Mmm. Yeah. Hey guys. Hey, Joe. Oh, Joe's here. Got the beer. Oh, great. Thanks, Budweiser. Joe. Budweiser. Budweiser. I okay? could use a cold I'll beer. Take one. Yep. There you go. Thanks a lot for buying. Hey, also, uh, <laughs> hope you don't mind, but I entered us in the karaoke uh, contest. Oh, excellent. Oh, no. We don't know. No, are we? Are, are you gonna make us sing that goofy song? Yeah. Oh, come on. We've been. Yeah, we've been practicing that forever. Come on. From America, aus Chicago, Illinois. Begrüßen Sie bitte das Gruppenführer Trio. Hey, 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 hey. That's, us. that's us. That's us. Let's All go. Right, let's All go. right, let's go. go. All right, right. fine, Game fine, fine. Ob stürmt oder steigt und die Sonne und sagt, der Tag wird heiß oder heiß kann die Nacht. Bestaunt sind die Gesichter, doch vor ist unser Sinn, ja, unser Sinn. Es braucht unser Panzer in Sturm mit dahin. again to another fabulous episode of the two half squads the one and only podcast on the net that is 100 dedicated to the greatest game in the world advanced squad leader i am your host jeff and i'm dave and i'm joe i made it to another episode Woo-hoo. here we are the three stooges welcome back joe <laughs> thank uh, you this is episode 21 and the date is dave you are the official keeper of dates June 22nd, 2009. Wow. Longest day of the year, right? Seems like it. Is it? Actually, the solstice or something? Yeah. That's the winter solstice. Or yesterday, I think. Actually, I think yesterday was. Is the summer one called the solstice, too? Yes, it is. Okay. Summer solstice. Yeah. We're officially there. So, uh, welcome, everybody. We had a lot of fun last episode with Lars, interview with Lars. Boy, that was the worst Swedish accent I have ever heard, though, wasn't it? Wasn't that terrible? I thought it was German. Oh. No, he's Swedish. Maybe because it's a mix of German and Swedish. Yeah. He didn't sound anything like that guy on uh, The Muppets. <laughs> so you don't know the Teletubbies, yeah. but you do know The Muppets. That's right. Hmm. Yeah. No, it was nice having Lars on. Good interview. Yeah, it was. A lot of good response from there, which leads us right to... Listener Mail. Listener Mail. How come we don't have a theme song for Listener Mail? Oh... I don't know. We could probably think about that. Maybe somebody could write us a little, uh, a cantata or something. Or a frittata. (laughs) Segway thingy. Yeah, a nice little jingle for the the, uh, emails. Yeah, we are accepting your your offers. Send them in. Maybe we we could record the postman walking by my house. Why? (laughs) Why? And then use that as like a a sound transition. Yeah. 
That's a that's a great idea. I have a letter from David Azog Jackson. <laughs> he says, "Greeting, guys. Hey, I have to reiterate that I love the podcast. It's fresh, humorous, and most of all, good natured. All too often, some other wargaming podcasts are crude and obnoxious. I want to know which podcasts are crude and obnoxious because I'd like to listen to those. Your wife told me not to tell you. About oh, those. <laughs> you mean there's R-rated? Uh... Yes. Yeah, I want, some of them. What does that sound like? A crude and obnoxious you know, gaming podcast. Well, the one we listen to, the D and D one, they they do a lot of flatulence jokes. Which do they? Yeah, I've never noticed that. Yeah, there's a little bit of. Uh, Maybe it's just you. <laughs> no, it's true. Uh, sometimes the language they'll make inappropriate jokes and things. So no. it's nice to have a show where your kids can be in the background, and you can listen to it at home. Yes. Uh, he says, "Good job. I still don't play ASL." Shame on you. Even though I've been a listener from the beginning. I have, however, ordered Starter Kit 3. So he is going to be doing the Starter Kits. We'll get him into full ASL someday. But to show my appreciation, and as I'm a graphic designer by trade, I made a logo for your website. I'd be interested in doing a t-shirt design for you guys. Keep up the good work, and I hope you like the logo. And David sent a very nice logo. We haven't decided yet, David, what we're actually going to do with that. That is a nice logo, though. But it may end up on the next t-shirt round of t-shirts, which won't be for probably a year. Yeah, you still have three large and one medium left. That's hey, we, it. We, we should decide what are the colors going to be for the T-shirts the next batch. Yeah, yeah. The logo is kind of a grayish camo and yeah, camouflage looking. Maybe we should do. It's kind of long and not too high. Maybe we should uh, do a belt instead of T-shirts. <laughs> <laughs> you think is that people no? won't see it very well? Oh yeah, and they shouldn't be looking there so we, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But yeah, it is a nice logo. We'll find a way to get it on there. Uh, I have one from Paul Maisel. Paul Maisel. I've listened to each of the podcasts in order. Well, I skipped to June's when it came out, so I wasn't surprised by April's joke. I wander around now. I wander around the house saying "Nafertiti Gungusfafa." Nafertiti Gungusfafa. How am I doing? Tidy. Your wife oh, said it was Nafertiti. Nafertiti Gungusfafa. Out loud to myself for no apparent reason. I'm glad you're such great evangelists for the game. Too bad MMP does not have things in stock at its site or in stores for beginners. They are working on it. They are. I had to buy a set of rules off eBay. Perhaps there's more money to be made quickly in selling scenario sheets than on games and counters. Hence the constant out of stock. I don't know. We've discussed that plenty. We don't. Yeah, we have. We don't understand it either. I've not yet invested the time to hit the discussion sites, so all the stuff that you're talking about is new to me. Don't sweat repeating topics, as they are new to me. Okay, well, that's no problem, because I have a, I have a, a short-term memory problem. I don't know if you knew that. Well, yes, that yeah. I figured out. Um, but, but he also was, I think, referring to the fact that um, some listener was saying some of the stuff we talk about is old news. or Yeah. But it's, it, the rule book is only that thick. Right. Right. I mean, what we can only talk about so much from the rule book. Yeah, yeah. And I'm sure anything we talk about has been discussed before on some forum. Probably but. so. Plus, I have a, a short-term memory problem. And, yes. I don't know if you knew that. That I have noticed before. Did you, have you noticed that? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I even know how to fast forward if I don't want to hear a topic. There though you go. I never have. Oh, thank you. That's good. I highly recommend Doug Fish. Uh, dog, uh, dog, dogfish, 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 dogfish had sixty-minute IPA. Indian if you are hops ale, fans, ale? Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, he switched gears into the beer area. Uh huh. Like we do on our show. In fact, uh, what is that you're and drinking, Shirley, Joe? 
Well, oh, yeah. Why I'm drinking a, a beer. I'm drinking a full moon. And what flavor is it? They go into flavor. It says Blue Moon Seasonal Collection and... Oh, it's the winter ale. What the heck are we drinking winter on the first day of summer? Because it came in a multi-pack <laughs> <laughs> with the pale ale and the winter ale and so on. It has a born-on date from 2007, Dave. Is that good or bad? It's, uh, uh, that's like almost two years old. Oh, that's, why, that's why it was on sale. Remember I told Jeff what a big deal it was. We don't have a Three Stooges bottle opener. Well, guess what, With Jeff? Us. We're at my house yeah. tonight, and because my wife is working at home, Jeff doesn't know this, but right over here, oh, I have oh, a backup. backup. Oh, the emergency backup! I was going to spring it on you when the other one ran out of batteries again. Wow. The second one. So, but we ne never go anywhere without now. your uh, Three Stooges bottle. Well, it's too late. I already opened my bottle of Leinenkugel. Liney Red? Yeah, this is Leinenkugel. This is made in um, Monroe, Wisconsin, I think. I can't read the label. Yeah, Liney's a good... You know, when, yeah. when we were in college, Liney was like the big cheap beer. You'd buy it by the case. And it was really inexpensive. Oh, really? Somewhere they upgraded the product and um, built a reputation. Yeah. So, Joe, if you would grab me one also. And, and if you... anybody out there is... Uh... If it's past 8 a.m. where you are, you're welcome to join us. That's correct. I'll have the pale, uh, bell, the um, Blue Moon Pale Ale. Oh, yours is different. Wow. That's version 1.2. Yeah. <laughs> oh, look at that. Wow, Joe, that try is, that out there. It's wild. Similar yet different. Yeah, yeah. Surprisingly different. And listeners can tell whose house we're at by yeah by what that's the bottle right. opener. Yeah, in the future you can you'll know that. Yeah, because I have mine just waiting to go. When someday when it makes it to my house. Oh, you you have one also. I have a different version, of course. Oh, yes, he does. All right, we'll yes, have to so get over there. Keeping well, you guys should take that certainly that newbie do and get that rolling. But we'll talk about that later. Yeah. Did you finish that letter, Jeff? Yes, I did. Love Paul. That's how it ends. Joe, you have a... Yeah. Um, nice real quick short one here. Thank God, another two Half Squads episode. Phew. Haven't listened to an episode yet, but I am currently reading a book called Winter War by William R. Trotter, and it's a great read. After playing the first ASL scenario of Fighting Withdrawal, I was intrigued by this oft-forgotten war within a war. According to Trotter, Hakapale is literally translated as Cut Them Down. An English equivalent might be no quarter. Keep up the great work. I look forward to listening to the new podcast, Robert. Now, when I did a Google Translator version from Finnish to English of Hakapella, they said chop on. Chop on is the literal translation. Yes. Yeah. But we know how it loses something in the translation. Correct. And we remember, let's remember how Lars pronounced it. It rhymes with acapella. Acapella. Yeah, so acapella. Do you have to slow down? When yes. You, when yes, you, you do. 
And you can't have any musical accompaniment when you're saying it. Because your brain has to think. That's yeah. why you have to slow down. When I w- listen to previous episodes and you'll talk and you'll be like, talk about that, and then hakapale. And then, and then later it's on, like you get a the speed bump. Yeah, and it's just, you could just feel the whole conversation just screech to a halt. It's funny. There's actually two reasons for that. One, my brain does have to slow down to think about the pronunciation, but also. On that one, did we ever post where you uh, somewhere on a on a game squad or something? They said here, click here to hear how it's pronounced. Oh yeah, yeah, oh, they yeah. got software on there, that. Yeah. yeah, they actually go hakapele. It's like I don't know. Yeah. And so because of that, I also slowed down. I always heard hakapele. Yeah, because yeah, I did the same thing for the Nafertiti Gunzwaffe. I, Was I, it? I, I typed the... it in and then it, I would listen to it like 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 150 times by the, like, the robot voice the computer voice uh no it, they try to make it either, it's either a guy's voice or a girl's voice or a, yeah but it's it, the, but it's different uh not a person accent. didn't record it no 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 yeah yeah it's generated another mail yeah you have another one there? i have jeff Vital. he says feel free to use my last name I remember in the days we didn't use last names yeah um, i don't remember those you had that rule hi well that was you dave's know, rule better dave's be rule safe anonymity better to be safe and i'm gonna say <clears throat> anonymity now early on in the show because later on i may not be able to pronounce anonymity <laughs> <laughs> hi guys been listening to your podcast it's great wanted to see if you'd recorded the july episode yet i was going to see if you could get a plug for the st louis tournament which yes we did last yeah, show we did and so the link is up for that and he does point out he has a link here to the trophies. This guy makes these trophies out of uh, model kits and puts yeah. them on the plaques for the St. Louis tournament. Really cool stuff, and you beautiful, can see the photos beautiful there. Trophies, yeah. And I, I saw one in person. Oh, you did where? Bob Holmstrom when he won first oh. place. It's at his house in his basement. Proudly displayed so, somewhere. Proudly displayed. Yeah. yeah, they're beautiful. So I'd like to go to the tournament and just maybe make off with one of those. <laughs> You know, we could go down there to do the podcast, and then as we're packing up, maybe accidentally slip one into our... From the trophy table? Yeah. 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 Uh, I've got one here from Paul. I can only imagine how much time you guys spend on the production. After having videotaped wrestling for my son's high school and then editing the stuff into videos and such, it's amazing what one can figure out how to do on a Mac. Yeah. And we, you know... it. It does take a lot of time. We do spend a lot of time. Uh, since I live in Maryland and grew up in Bowie, where the winter offensive takes place, I had considered making election-type signs to post in front of the MMP office, or this fall at the offensive, just to take a picture or two for your counter-campaign. So, if you haven't heard anything from them and want to help have some fun, I'll need a picture of yous, you guys like the politicians have for the vote Kleinschmidt on 9-2 sign or something else. I'd be happy to do the same for Jeff if he wants to run as well. No, I think that'd be too much. It might it take is. a while, but it seems like a worthy cause. Well, that'd be something if they it's intriguing. Know, they drove up and saw the vote for Kleinschmidt on 9-2. counter. Yeah. I think I replied to that saying that would guarantee I'll never appear on I don't know. I don't know. I think it's uh, all in good natured. It's, it's promoting the game. Uh, people are going to drive by, they're going to see that sign, and they're going to say, doggone it, what is it's that time about? I started playing squad leader. <laughs> Finally, Kleinschmidt. There's a Kleinschmidt counter. That's it. We're back in. Yeah. Joe? Okay. Uh, got another one here from Mike Decker. Don't change a thing about the podcast. It's great the way it is. 
I've also been able to manage any anxiety I might have experienced during the interval in which podcasts are posted. Intent. It's been tough, but my medication has helped me cope with <laughs> during the interludes. Yeah, I asked him to send us some of that medication, but... Uh, He's taking ludes. It does take time to get them up, so our listeners will just have to get used to it. Well, we don't want people to get tired of us. You know, if we posted one every two weeks, would, would, we, would it get old? It might. Yeah, I don't know. And so I assume people don't have a, lot, a whole lot of time to listen anyway. A lot of listeners seem to be halfway through the shows. Yeah. But but anyway... Maybe if, maybe if we made them, you know, interesting or entertaining. <laughs> but it is what it no, is. No, he said don't change anything. So, That's correct. Yeah, okay. So we just will have to apologize to those people who yeah. would like it faster. I don't, we'll we don't try to do better. Hey, can I have the dissenting vote? I say make each podcast longer. Really? Yeah. How long? How long should they be? I mean, they're only they're only just a measly what hour, hour and a half now. Yeah, hour and a half. Yeah, I was thinking two, two or more. Yeah, wow. I, you know what? I, I, I listen to podcasts that long. Yeah, I mean, because it's usually in parts. My routine is I go to work, and then I, I'm usually one of the first people at work in my little cubicle downtown, and and I have about you know I have in the morning I'm doing something, and it's just repetitive, and I like to listen to the podcast, and it makes the time just fly by. So yeah. I mean, I'm a little bit tongue in cheek here. I, you know, I, I know it takes a lot of time for <laughs> Jeff's just Jeff's just like he kicked me under the table yeah. once. He's yeah. given me like an evil look because uh, Jeff does a lot of the uh, editing. Yep, is that correct? Yeah, and yeah. I'm giving, well, you, I'm I, giving you half of the Vulcan now. salute there. I help you now with the yes, you do yeah. mostly, but it, it's getting it to be easier to do because we're yeah. we're getting better at it. But. Yeah, it's getting better, but still we end up with mountains and mountains of. Uh, Stuff on the floor. Of tape on the floor, yeah. yeah. The editing room floor. It's a mess. Do you have any more there, Dave? I have one. Steven Rasmussen. Great episode. To answer a question on opening humor, Jeff had asked if anyone actually listens to the opening humor and understands it's supposed to be funny and would like to comment. Yeah. That is something I always look forward to and enjoy a lot. I'm sure it takes time to come up with the ideas, but they almost never fail to bring a laugh, from me at least. One comment on the t- comment on the Twitter updates. I would almost prefer you do not update when you've recorded the show, as it makes the waiting time uh, harder, more brutal, especially between episode nineteen and twenty. Same with newbie dude number two, gentlemen. I throw down the gauntlet. I challenge you to get out newbie dude number two. Uh, okay, <laughs> but yeah, he's also right. We thought we wouldn't twit- uh, put up. Yeah, I won't. We won't tweet about that. Yeah, about unless it's because sometimes too, I would used to go on and put like, "Oh, we recorded this and that c- coming soon." Yeah, category. Yeah, expect this next week, or I would email someone and go, "Oh, maybe next week," because it's in the can. Yeah, we but, were starting to sound like MMP. <laughs> 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 you guys were like, "There's That's an episode coming there. in two days, guys." The next thing you know, two weeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Right. Oops. So we'll yeah. stop promising things. We get it finished. We think, "Oh, we just got to edit it and post it." Well, yeah. that takes. Takes time. Two, three hours to edit, and then suddenly your night gets filled up with other stuff. Yeah. Push back. So anyway, Steve will try and improve on that. We promise. Uh, I've got one here from Jesse or Jess Walker. Maybe it's Jess. Hi, guys. Just want to let you know that this episode is much appreciated for us noobs. I was doing something incorrectly, and this helped immensely. Where'd you get this one, Dave? Was that off of Newbie-Doo? Uh, yes. Can't wait for the next installment. So... And then Andy uh, wrote and said, couldn't you have done box art on the last show on Hakapale? Hakapella. <laughs> and we couldn't, obviously, because there's no box yet. We haven't seen it yet. Yeah. Dave wanted to do a I think box he was, art. 
on uh, on the Rice Krispies box. Yes, but <laughs> I just heard it's coming out in a bag, a plastic bag. They're not doing no. boxes. Yeah, is that uh, in a bag? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, oh, because Lars told us that they saw the artwork already. Oh, you almost you hit me. scared you when I said me there. Well, Jeff yeah, wouldn't no, care. He burns his boxes. Hakapella is coming out in a sock. They're mailing it out on us. It's new. <laughs> they roll up the scenario cards. Yeah. Just they, yeah, they send it out in a tube. It's a styrofoam tube cooler. Socks. Yeah. <laughs> that, that'd be good. Oh. They should send out every one with an ice cold beer. I think that would be. <laughs> right in the middle of the I think that would tube. be good. So that's it for the end of Listener Mail. Now we put the closing uh, music for Listener Mail. Oh, do you have one anymore? No, I think we're done. Okay. Thank goodness. And what else is coming in this show, Jeff? Well, we've got a lot of exciting things. We've got a, um, coming up, we have an interview with uh, the interview that we did a couple of weeks ago with Matt Shostak from the uh, Texas ASL group. Yep. Mm-hmm. And who is uh, one of the chief mucky mucks behind that fabulous bonsai newsletter that chief we like what? so much. Chief mucky muck. Did you hear about the monkey that injured that woman? Yeah. I mean, seriously. Yeah. Did you hear oh, about yeah. that, Joe? No, I didn't. The chimpanzee went berserk and yeah, injured a, a monkey, woman. It was a chimpanzee, and actually, literally, it was horrible. When yeah, you yeah. read her injuries, it was horrible. And so, I decided I never want Cheetah back on the show with us because <laughs> you're afraid of him ever again. Yeah, yes, he might hurt us. He, he's, yeah. yeah, never again. Okay. All right. All right. That's agreed. So we'll have an interview, and uh, we interview? might interview lots of other club people. Is that Jeff on the agenda? Yes. Yes. And in fact, like the St. Louis Club in the Arizona. When we uh, when we pick a date for next recording, we're going to um, announce it a week or maybe more in advance, and invite people to either call in while we're recording uh, on Skype or through another medium, an internet medium that is yet to be announced. Yeah, I'm not. So people out. be able to come in and uh, come on the show, ask us questions, tell us things. Whatever. Yeah, Ooh, I don't know what people would possibly ask us. Well, Autographs? Yeah, would you stop talking so much? Maybe that would be it. <laughs> I'm not giving out my personal phone number. No, no. This would come... <laughs> no. This would come across Skype. Oh, speaking of, one more letter we didn't do because it was a photo, but we were doing the Holy <laughs> Grail Ale. Yeah. And Paul sent us a photograph of a dead squirrel. <laughs> of a dead squirrel? Drinking Holy Grail Ale. Yeah. And... It was very humorous, and I showed my wife the exchange of, of comments that he and I were sharing, um, and it ended with this photo of this squirrel who looks like he's just wasted. And she said, "Remember, never, never post your phone number or address on that podcast, Dave." Yeah, <laughs> we'd be getting that stuff People, in the mail. I'm mailing you this dead squirrel. I'm dropping it off on your doorstep. Yeah. See, I wish you guys could put more pictures up on your. I know, I know, you're limited on the. Uh, the bandwidth, I guess, or the price, or well, I mean, I know we, there's, there's, we actually could put yeah. lots more pictures. We'll try up. and put the squirrel up. Yeah, and I think for the next uh, extra ASL extra, I'm going to go ahead and photograph the board like everyone's been asking, and we'll see. But again, that's not a promise. Yeah, we could upload more media. Just uh, I don't know how. <laughs> I mean, I just never. I, I know how. I just and I sure don't. <laughs> so okay. Also coming up on this show, we have a discussion of light anti-tank weapons. In a quiz show format. And more. So, all that's coming up. What's coming up next? That's up to you, sir. Oh, well, maybe we should start on that. All right. 
How do we, right, How well, do we start? <laughs> first of all, what under that umbrella of the light anti-tank weapon, what what falls underneath? I mean, everyone, well, everyone has in their mind, oh yeah, the bazooka or the, actually, or the Panzerfaust. But going to be my first quiz show question, so maybe I'll just ask this one without the buzzer. The buzzer is here. Um, what, what do you have? Some background? Yeah. Well, no. Call? Just name all the LATWs. Ready? Go. ATR. Check. Bazooka. Check. Panzer Faust. Check. Panzer Shrek. Check. Uh, Piat. Don't you? How do you pronounce that? Piat. How do you pronounce it, Joe? Uh, I say Piat. And yeah, you know, I really <laughs> welcome the uh, any uh, English listeners out there on. Or anybody to correct us because I growing up as a kid I always thought it was Piat and it's like funny all three of us came to the show mean, growing up as a kid your dad said hey Joe would you uh, go hand me get me on he the taught me squad Piat. leader back in 78 well that's oh. right he did yeah you but a good uh dad. yeah all three of us came to the you show go to the store grab me a couple of Piats <laughs> of course the machine guns fall under that uh, well, no, not in that rules section. Oh, I see. Okay, we're going. Okay. So I'm just going by the rules section. You are correct. Which then. has a new weapon. There's a new weapon? Came he... out in, was it? Hakapal. <laughs> <laughs> Whenever Dave is slowing down, we I, know it's coming. When there's that pause, I'm waiting yeah. for it. <laughs> no, I can't reveal the secret new weapon. Oh, that's right. Weapons. You talked about it in the last episode. It was... <laughs> I think this came out with had to be streets. Uh, no. Well, it's good to know we're not really prepared for any of this. <laughs> Just ad hoc. Yeah. Red barricades, right? The Russians well, used it. What is it? What? What was? Got to guess. What the Molotov projector? Yes, the Molotov projectors in that section, and in that section is something you stick on a tank. Sticky bombs. De- no decals when oh. you build the model kits. <laughs> Yeah, you stick them right over the windows, and then the driver can't see, and he drives into a... Yeah, it works yeah. all the time. Yeah. Um, yes, the anti-tank magnetic mine. But gammon bombs are not in that section, because they are special to... Saving Private Ryan. <laughs> yes, it's a movie. They taught you how to take a, a GI sock. sock. Hey, there's that sock again. There's that it's sock. Like a sock episode. Yeah. Really? Which president had a cat named Socks? Uh, Quit show. Lyndon Johnson. No. Um, uh, Ronald Reagan. No. Wasn't it Clinton? Jimmy Carter. It was Bill Clinton. Clinton. Bill Clinton. Okay. That was my next guess. Socks, the cat. I think Millard Fillmore also had a cat named Socks. Isn't that a rock band? Millard Fillmore? Yeah. That could be. Oh, do you know my brother-in-law? No. He was a president. My brother-in-law is the president of the Millard Fillmore fan club of Toledo, Ohio. Really? Yeah. Has two members, <laughs> him and his friend. He's the president, though. Wow! So <laughs> big club, quite an honor. Yeah, and I take like mine. Gammon bombs are special rules found in the originally. It was in the amateur version, heat of battle of a bridge too far. What was it called for King and for no? God save the king. Do you know that, Joe? God save the king, heat of battle. Yeah, I've heard of too it. Far. Mm-hmm. And then I think it appears in the official MMP product, A Bridge Too Far, Gammon Bombs. Oh. I have to go look it up at a later time. 
All right. So that's what the LATWs are. That covers those. Good. What are they used for? Uh, blowing up tanks. There you go. And can you use them for other things? Yes, you may. That's part of the quiz question. That's part of the quiz show. Probably. Oh, okay. Maybe well, I'm, I'm going to whip that out on you. They can't. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if you don't mind. <laughs> well. Actually, that doesn't come up in the section. So yeah, if so you... If if you have a um, ATR, it has a one dash twelve on it, or is that Joe going to come up in your quiz show? Yeah, it was the very first question. Uh, ATR is going to be used against personnel. Okay, answers yes. A lot of people don't realize that they think it's just um, it's made for chasing down little armored cars, and but there's times where that that twelve hex range will surprise somebody going out into the open and yep. a one down two can ruin yeah. someone's day especially if a squad leader a leader it's leader directed which oh yeah which it can be so there's a good strategy so all light, uh, light anti-tank weapons are can be leader directed no that that's part of the some of the questions What's oh, okay that well i'm just getting ahead of yeah, myself yeah. here see i'm just pretending like i don't know anything i'm just gonna throw away <laughs> these 10 questions yeah that's it maybe we should just go to the quiz show yeah we could let's go to the quiz show okay i'll ask questions as as you know in the guise that I don't really know the answers already. Oh, yeah, right, Jeff. With your years of experience years in ASL. Years of experience under my belt. Well, I, I just want to get him to do at least one episode. Once an episode, he does the uh, Johnny Carson, uh, oh, yeah. I did not know uh, that. Yes. Uh, that's coming up. Okay. should put that on our yeah. T-shirts next time. Yeah. <laughs> well, Dave, did you want to go? I could start. I'm, um, I have done. <clears throat> do you want a spittoon? I could go. I have done Panzerfausts. Ready? Can you both reach the buzzer? Yeah. What does Panzerfaust mean? Panzer's tank. Faust is the devil. Uh, oh, tank devils. Tank devils. That makes sense. <laughs> yeah, right? No, I don't know. Isn't Faust the devil, though? Well, in Faust, the damnation Faust. of Faust. There you and, go. And in the... And the Yes, in the legend of Faust, Faust was... No, yeah. Faust wasn't the devil, but Faust made a pact with the devil. Okay. He sold his soul to the devil. I don't know if that word... Sometimes I just, I just can't hear picture Germans in a foxhole saying, you know, pass me the, pans, pass me the uh, tank devil. <laughs> right? I'm going to look it up pass on the translator. The pe- pass me the pants, would you? <laughs> I can see her the Brits now. <laughs> Be a good fellow and pass me the pie out, would you? Here comes right. a tank. Right, yeah, all right. A surprise, Jerry, with this one. <laughs> all, right. all right. Ready? Yeah. Quiz show theme music. Welcome back, everybody, and now it's time for another episode of Quiz Show.
on the hit table, do all the modifiers, like case A, B, C, and so on, listed, apply to an LATW? Joe? A tentative yes. No. Yes and no. Yes and no. Some of them do. Some of them, but not all. Uh, okay. So the modifiers that do apply are marked with a symbol. What is the symbol? I'll take a guess here. The um, the at sign? No, that's area fire. Ah. An L? An L. A red... I was buzzing moment, you know, like a minute ago. That a red L. Okay. Oh, okay. Makes sense. Light anti-tank weapons. Yeah, go ahead. I'm going to get mine out right now. Next question. Do light anti-tank weapons add a plus two for advanced fire phase like tanks do? Yes. You are correct. Joe pulls into the lead. Can an LATW use the area target type? You know, area target. Nah. <laughs> nah. Nah is correct. And why not? Point of conversation. I don't know. Well, I would think just I'll by think the, very, the very nature of the thing is that it's supposed to hit a hard surface and explode. It's like pinpoint accuracy required it's not it's not meant to be a sprain fire machine gun yeah. or a very large air burst sort of uh you know it's not going to do anything like a mortar shell wood passing through trees or anything like that that is correct yeah. and especially with the atr as joe was saying it like fires giant couple of giant bullets out right yeah, yeah shoot down infantry out there but to Panzerfaust, what year i have some very challenging questions boys and girls yeah, you're digging deep. What year are they? Were they? Are they available? From Joe? September 1943. Close. October. October. Fall of 1943. 43. Oh, they came out during October Faust, didn't they? Oh, that's the way to remember it. Yeah, October Faust. Yeah. Okay, listeners. October Faust. Never forget it. Cheers. I think and we should all uh, umpa. Joe said September because the rule states um, German infantry unit after September 43 is available. Okay, so that, that, that's I knew there was Yeah, and I don't September, think they should have phrased September. it that way, right? Because people remember, oh, September, because I saw it in the rule book. They should have wrote, you know, October. is available from October on. Yeah, I don't think phrasing it after September is a good way to do that. Um, bonus nerd question. This is worth double points. Oh, this is a chance for me to come back. What chart number does it use on the to kill charts? See what? <laughs> uh, Jeff, let me let me think. Jeff's peeking. I'm not peeking. Let me think. Uh, this is worth double if you knew this. I'm surprised you don't know this. Yeah, well, this one, this chart. <laughs> I'm looking at the trunk. The <laughs> he's, got, he's got the start charts. Yeah. C7.33, just for your information. What kind of a crazy question is that? 
It's a crazy, okay. qu- it's a crazy bonus nerd question. Oh, okay, all right. So I'm gonna throw one back at you then. Okay. On a Panzerfaust availability check dice roll, die roll. I have that later on in my. So it's a two part question. What do you need to get a Panzerfaust? A one to three. Leader modified. No. Correct. And what what happens on a six? You do not have one, and you are pinned. Even if you're berserker or uh, fanatic. Correct. You got all the bonus points. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Well, and let's uh, let's pause for a second and talk about the Panzerfaust. So, is there a counter for Panzerfaust? Good idea. No, there is not. Now, there's an optional rule. It's coming up later in my quiz show. So, for for neophytes, otherwise known as newbies and yes. squad leader, don't go searching through all of your German equipment looking for Panzerfaust counters because there aren't any. Correct. Right. There are from uh, Squad Leader, the original game. Oh, really? They actually had Panzerfaust counters, and they gave them out a lot, and they really cluttered up the board. Hmm. So they came up with this new way of doing it, which is the dice roll, as Joe just described. So don't look for those. You will find... Cl- why, why clutter up the board? Why does it clutter up the board any more than machine guns? Because you have 20 Panzerfaust counters out there. On top of the light machine guns. On top, Yeah. It, it cluttered up the board, made yeah. your stacks bigger. and Okay. And I do kind of like the new way, but I think we'll talk about that when we get to this optional rule usage, too. Um, so, yeah, you will find your ATR, right, your Piat, Molotov projectors. Shreks, Panzer Shreks, have yeah. bazooka, and bazookas all have counters. But you're right, the Panzerfaust is not. Very good point, Jeff. By the way, I'm just looking on Wikipedia, and Panzerfaust means tank fist. That's the oh, okay. I was actual just going to translation. Yeah, like yeah. This was an inexpensive, recoilless German anti-tank weapon. Consisted of a small, disposable, preloaded launch tube firing a high-explosive anti-tank warhead operated by a single soldier. So no no married men? I don't know. No married men. Yeah. Single men only. Yeah, because, single men only. You know, married men have kids at home, and you don't want them to be out. In- yeah. Remained in service until the end of the war. Mm-hmm. The early version of the Panzerfaust, termed PFK, which actually is Panzerfaust Klein, another reason to put me on a counter. <laughs> Panzerfaust Klein, Klein meaning little, mm-hmm. a little version of a Panzerfaust, are avail or Panzerfist, are available in what month are the PFKs available? Uh, June of nineteen forty-two. August of forty-three. Uh, Very close, Jeff. That, not really. Bonus nerd question. Number two. So why? Why? Why August of 43? Yeah. I do not know. Okay. Just it's, historically, I, I'm Yep, I'm the sure manufacturer's okay. date. All right. Yes. Bonus nerd question. How many were made of the PFKs? Uh, how many were Wait a minute. How many were made? Here, I'll stall while you look it up on Google. Yeah. <laughs> 5,000. Wow. I said it was a bonus nerd question. That is nerdy. For usage, can a broken unit fire a Panzerfaust? No. That is correct. Can a Berserk unit fire a Panzerfaust? Yes. Oh, be that. That is correct. I notice how you put the buzzer way on the other side of the table. Get your computer out of the way. All right. Take it. You're not actually using the buzzer today. Let me just stretch over there and see if I can reach it. Oh, good job. Okay. Oh, I think I pulled a muscle. Oh, I think you pulled a brain muscle. Um, 
So let's think about that a minute. Broken can't fire anything, can they? Yeah, broken usually can't do too much other than route. And berserk, even though they're a little local, they still can shoot a Panzerfaust. Uh, they're not so crazy they can't use their weapons. Yeah, I would think so. I would think they would be shooting it at anything, though. They wouldn't necessarily be. It's their berserk. They're, they're, they'd be shooting it at <laughs> anything infantry, that moved. anything, anything that they're <laughs> heading toward, anything they're berserking toward. <laughs> their own people, because yeah. they're crazy. Yeah. No, don't listen to that. Folks. Okay. Um, how about this? Can a pinned unit fire a Panzerfaust? Yes, but only at himself. Incorrect? Joe? I would say no. No is correct. And that throws me a little because a pin guy, he can fire a machine gun, right? Yes. Sure, half firepower, right? So then they limit it on the PF. So the PF is different in that a pin guy may not fire one. I'm wondering if you can't, you, you need to be at least in the sitting position or kneeling position to fire. You can't be laying down and fire it. Okay. When I think of think pin, of it that way. I think laying down, yeah, you could still shoot a machine gun, but if you shoulder one of these things and shoot it, you'll you blow the back of your feet off. <laughs> okay. Maybe. That's a great visual image. It's a great yeah, mnemonic device. Yeah. yeah, I think so. Can a unit that is final fired fire a PF? Yes. Joe? Yes. No. That's why. That's why. <laughs> I, 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 sorry, I lured you into that yes. with my confident... <laughs> Response. Yeah, if you've already final fired, boom, you're done. What must a unit roll? Jeff, Joe did that, and on a f- and so but remind us, it needs to roll one to three on a dice, one yeah. single dice. If he rolls the five, does that mean he has no more Panzerfaust for the whole game? No, just that for that turn. That just try. for that. Yeah, you don't run out of them until you reach a limit. That's coming up in my quiz show also. And if a unit rolls a six, Joe already said it's pinned. Now let's uh, let's just take a second for the newbies out there. Mm-hmm. Um, so when a uh, when you're playing a scenario with the Germans after a certain date, how many of the German squads are eligible to have Panzerfaust? Any of them. Any the, of the them. quantity of them I'm coming up with in a little later in the show. Okay. So, right, just for conversational purposes, yeah. any squad can have one or a single man counter or a half squad. Okay. And you roll a dice, and I'll get into those uh, later also. So, a squad is out there, eight, he, sees eight, a, he sees a tank going by. That yep. German squad can roll and possibly be qualified to have Correct. a Panzerfaust for that turn. One to three on the dice yeah. with the modifiers, again, that are coming up. Mm-hmm. Um, he has a Panzerfaust available and could use it. If you don't get the roll, you don't get them. Okay. And there's a set quantity, and when they run out, everyone's done even trying to make that dice roll. Okay. So, yeah, good. that's a good, very good, Jeff, to keep us uh, to, in a bigger context. If they are pinned and roll a six on their Panzerfaust check dice roll, what happens to them? Well, if they're pinned, they can't fire it anyway. We said. So why would they Correct. even? Correct. Yeah. So the rule says they become broken. Oh, okay. But I wrote down parentheses. I wonder if pin unit can't roll for a PF, then why do they have that rule in the book? Yeah, why yeah. would they have that rule? Yeah, that's, that seems strange. It's right in there. If a pin guy rolls a six, is it possible that you'd make the roll and then like a tank would run over you and pin you or something? Why would you do that? No, Unless you, you have purposely to the, wanted to break yourself. You have to use the Panzerfaust right away. So that's something someone can send us an email yeah. on, Gmail. Yeah. Tell us, explain that one to us, why they have that rule. 
Yeah, so, because you know these. The I know I've seen these. Did you know I had a couple of these? The PFs. Yeah, and Panzerfaust. The Next time you come to my house, roll and see if I if I'll bring it out. <laughs> <laughs> but they had warnings on them, written in large red letters on the rear end of the tube, uh-huh. that usually said Akdun, uh, Fairstrahl, Freerstrahl. Uh, my German is not so good, which means beware, fire jet. This was to warn soldiers to avoid the backblast. Oh. Didn't just yeah. say, turn weapon around, Dumkoff? Yeah. Yeah, do not point at face. You know a lot about the Panzerfaust. I do, That's what yeah. it has at your house. Yeah. Excellent. I want to see that next time I'm over. Now for this portion of the quiz show. Together, you're working together as a team. All right. You must name all of the modifiers on the chart without looking to your dice roll. So your squad sees a tank coming by. It's going to roll a dice. What are the modifiers it has on that one to three dice roll? No peeking. On the availability check? Yes, the availability check. Thank you, Joe, for using the correct ASL verbiage. Uh, It's unmodifiable. No, there's a modifier to your dice roll. There is. Am I using the wrong? For example, if it's August to September of 1943, oh. what's the modifier? Uh, Is it going to be harder to get one or easier to get one? Earlier. I, I think it'd be harder to get one. So it's going to be a plus? Plus one. Plus one. Okay. That makes sense. What's another modifier? Hmm. Don't say telephone booths. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the red telephone booths. Uh, Half squads? Half squad is going to be a... Plus one? Plus one. Okay. Because there are fewer... People to have one. Fewer people to have one, yeah. What about a single man counter? Mm, Plus two, maybe? Plus two. Okay. You were on a roll. I'm so proud. (laughs) And this all makes sense. It makes sense. Yeah. You don't even really need to know the rules. No, you just... To play squad leader. You just go, yeah, we don't need all the rules. This kind of makes sense. I would say it would be yeah. like this. Yeah. Can he? Can it. this guy? This guy's pinned. Can he shoot? No, he'll burn his butt off. There's one other condition that affects infantry often. It's got a little counter you put on your infantry after they've run around really fast. So CX. CX. Plus one. Plus one. Okay. And the hard to remember one. Plus one if fired at something other than an armored fighting vehicle. Ah. So, Such as, what else would you fire at besides an armor um, an AFV? Those large blimps at like Thanksgiving time. Oh, know, I've like always Snoopy. wanted to do that. Yeah, yeah. you shoot at those every time. Those are dangerous. <laughs> or that Michelin Man from Ghostbusters. Oh, I'd love to shoot the at big that Michelin Man. Yeah, yeah, you got to shoot at him. Or the Hindenburg. Time. The Hindenburg. Oh, that's not funny because oh, people sorry. actually die in yeah, there. Yeah, think of the humanity. <laughs> Of course, we know it's a uh, building or a brick wall or a bunker. Correct. They have to be behind a hard surface to fire it. And you're assuming infantry are behind there. Okay, so, so let me get this right. Yep, so do the visual picture. Let's do the visual picture. Yeah, you're, you're standing there. There's, some, there's a, um, enemy infantry behind a wall. You can fire your Panzerfaust against the wall. Yes. And... They get little bits of rock in their eye, little stone bits. Maybe little stone bits, but also shrapnel and heat effects. Is well, that right, Joe? Well, again, I think the the heat has to hit something hard. Yeah. And so, if there's like guys in a like in a field, uh, it's not going to work. It's not going to blow up. 
it's just going to sink into the ground or i mean i suppose trees might set it off yeah, I don't know if it's hard enough but, but not consistently enough to put in a game right so when you think of a wall it, it's going to hit that wall boom. boom up so you're firing a squad that's behind a wall you take up a plus for the wall during for the for the well. Tell me how the effects work then. You fire well. The effects are. I have. I know it's a twelve for a Panzer Shrek. You have to roll a it's, twelve. No, that's the okay. So oh. you roll to hit normally. You add the terrain effect modifier. Right. And then you get a twelve on the effects chart. Yeah, the oh, IFT. Yeah, the IFT. It's a twelve, and then the bazooka was an eight. Bazooka's an eight. Pyatt's. Depends how you pronounce it. If you get a four or an eight firepower, so you're starting yeah. to say piat. <laughs> a piat. That's catchy, huh? Yeah, it is. A piat. Mm-hmm. I gotta look it up. I don't have it on my little sheet here. Do you have the piat, Joe? Turn the page. C twenty three, maybe. There it is. What's the firepower on that puppy? It is. I'll just look at my little uh, cheat sheet here. Eight dash three, right? Eight dash three. Oh yeah. So yeah. the first number listed is the firepower. And then the dash three, three is the range on weapons like that, LATWs that come on little counters like that. Okay. What's so, one of the limits of the Piat? Um, Did you have a, I don't know. It is. Know. No, I didn't do any Piat questions. Piat questions. Stop it. You stop it with that, Piat. You <laughs> foul, foul. You're trying to change our pronunciation <laughs> mid-show. And it was working. Hakapella. <laughs> Hakapella. Piat. <laughs> The limitation is... I call it a pie-at. Hey, where's your pie-at? Where's your pie-at now, <laughs> yeah, Moses? <laughs> the piat is spring-loaded. Is that where you're going with that question? Right. So if you... You can only fire it in the early months of the year? <laughs> Wait a minute. Yeah, Sorry. By what? A, single, oh. a single soldier who's not married yeah. going spring yeah. fire this spring, yeah, spring yeah. hurls the object it's not really being fired it's awesome. being hurled oh it's a hurler it is a hurl, hurl yeah because they drank too much the night before <laughs> <laughs> and all that pressure <laughs> and if you lean Nothing over worse than a bunch a, of drunken if you look pilots. down from a second from a second level the shell falls out of the piat yeah one level or greater difference below oh okay so you can't shoot downhill at all? No. Uh, or does it have Same to be... Same hex any, or adjacent hex. Oh, adjacent hex. Further, so, so you can't shoot down at adjacent hex. So you can't shoot down a stairwell with it because it'll just fall out of the... Yeah, or you can't get that open-top uh, vehicle, German half-track, as it goes by you and uh, a bridge too far where the British have... See. The only chance I ever, I think, have even remotely came close to having a Piat to use. I'm real curious how, how what's the right pronunciation for that. We're gonna find out, I'm sure. But what does Piat stand for? Um, oh, oh, I used to know this. Projector infantry anti tank. Very good, Joe. Oh, that is good, Joe. Get the buzz in. All right, back to our Shrek Panzerfausts. We got all of our modifiers once again to review, folks. It was the August September forty three plus one plus one fired at other than an armored fighting vehicle. So right. shooting at that infantry, you had an additional plus one. Imagine it this way: the troops want to save it to use it against the tank because that's the big threat and it's what it's made for. But they can use it against infantry, going off those firepowers we just mentioned on the IFT chart. Plus one CX, plus one half squadron crew, and plus two for a single man counter. Next question. Uh, Get ready to buzz way, in. By the way, can you uh, fire it against trucks? Those aren't AFVs, really. I do not know. I was oh. afraid you were going to ask that. Oh, okay. <laughs> Trucks, Jeeps. Joe, do you know? 
I sure. Do. I mean, why not? It's but no, it, okay, you'd have to pay the plus one. It's I, not yeah. an armor fighting vehicle. Yeah, it's okay. just a plus. It would yeah. be a half track, but would still count. But you're right. I'm sure you can fire it at a truck. Yeah. Um, because you guys called me up that night and had that question about. What firepower to use against the trucks? Remember? Against non-armored vehicles, yeah. With your AP vehicles, yeah. armor piercing, and we found that little line there that I seldom ever use. Yeah, that I don't ever use. Yeah, very rare. On the to kill chart where it lists AP um, kill numbers. Right. So, if you did this though, I don't. It doesn't have armor. This would be an unarmored. So I'm going to bet you just go off maybe the. Um, well, we'll have to look it up. Let's yeah, just we'll say look we'll look it up. And we'll, we'll pause and look it up and then conclude with that. So back to the quiz show. Can you make a Panzerfaust check in subsequent first fire? No. You are correct. Can you make a Panzerfaust check in final protective fire? No. You are correct. So really, all you get is the first fire shot. And that kills me. Oh, first fire. Oh, I, I didn't try a Panzerfaust, but I shot at infantry running down the street with my first fire. Here comes the tank. All right, let's try for a Panzerfaust. Guess what? No, your opponent can't do that. Do tanks qualify for final protective fire if a tank moves adjacent to you? They force final protective fire. They do. But you okay. can't try a Panzerfaust. But you on can't Panzerfaust. Only first fire. So it's very restrictive. Hmm. And this is where players will speak in strategy here, right? Mm-hmm. Send that half squad out at you if you know you're if you know you're going to roll your tank by these guys, and you have to do it to win or whatever want to, want to do it. They send out the infantry and draw that first fire shot, and then roll your tank right up. The guy cannot try for a, fa- a Panzerfaust then. Huh. So that I think is he has a lot of potential in gameplay. Yeah. How many times can you attempt to fire a Panzerfaust in first fire? A, a, Eight? No, that's not No, correct. no, no. A single Panzerfaust? Wait a minute. Uh, no. How many times can you make a roll to attempt to fire a Panzerfaust? The one to well, three roll. Isn't it once per... Uh, oh. No? Joe? A squad can fire twice as long as it didn't fire at its inherent uh, firepower. You are correct. So they can take try to take a shot with a Panzerfaust as uh-huh. a tank comes by. Oh, I, I rolled a four. Do I have a Panzerfaust? No. No, unless I had a Neg 1. There are no Neg 1s. Oh, yeah, there is. I left off modifier off the Panzerfaust check die roll. I know I did. It's Neg 1 in 45, right, Joe? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, 1945, they're plentiful. Yeah, so you have a Neg 1 in 45. I don't okay. know how I, I missed that in my notes. So you get, you know, so if I roll a five, I don't have a Panzerfaust. It's still first fire. Can I try again? Yes. Try for a second Panzerfaust roll. But then it counts as your inherent firepower. So if you don't get any Panzerfaust on your two checks, can you then fire your light machine gun? No. No No is correct. If you roll a Panzerfaust successfully, so the tank rolls by, but it's a little tank. It's just a little weenie tank. And you get your Panzerfaust, and you see a bigger tank coming around the corner. Can you save it to shoot at the big tank? No. Yeah. No is correct. Yes is not correct. Hmm. No. Once you make the roll for it, you have to use it immediately. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Can't save it for later. And how many... So now we decided we can shoot this thing at infantry, right? Yeah. 
how many infantry units are affected by a Panzerfaust can be affected? Uh, the answer is blowing in the wind. <laughs> what the heck? Do you... Sorry, I don't what know where that came it? from. Are you making some kind of joke? <laughs> I thought you were going to sing that question. How <laughs> was many infantry units are affected by a Panzerfaust? Yeah. Especially <laughs> when what are we, you church? call yeah, we'll them a German squad. Oh, no, no. You're shooting at the enemy. Okay. What was the question? How was many that? infantry units can be affected by a Panzerfaust? So there's three guys and a leader in a building. You, three squads and a leader. Three, yeah, guys. Yeah. <laughs> three guys. <laughs> three guys. <laughs> Bob, Joe, it's, and Ted. Yeah, three guys. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Um, the guys... <laughs> Are thirsty. Yeah. Think you've had enough? And the the guys, the three stooges, are in the building. The three squads and a leader are in the building. You fire your Panzerfaust. How many of those people can it affect? All of them? One of them? Just the leader? When you say all, they're they're not all in the same. They're all in the same location. Aren't they overstacked? Joe. Yeah, it, it would affect them all. Wrong, and I played this wrong for years. Can you put three squads in the same hex in a building? Isn't that overstacked? <laughs> no. Isn't that a little crowded? No, Jeff. That's a lot a little crowded no. in there. Oh, I can't. Oh, I go can't. back yeah, to start get here. one. Get out of our podcast. All right. Um, how many? One. One. It can only affect one infantry unit really how do you determine which one's affected everyone knows this yeah random selection random selection random selection and if you get a tie you can affect two so yeah for a long time i would take the panzerfaust shot at a couple squads behind a wall oh they're both hit with an eight with a 12 firepower yeah or eight you know oh oh, okay you know and then i reread that i don't know when or someone taught me i said oh no panzerfaust so think about it it's not a spraying fire weapon, as we said earlier. Right. It's designed for this zeroing in kind of usage. So if it hits and bursts through that wall, it's only going to explode into a small section of that hex. Yeah, yeah that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. So next question. Can you pick which infantry unit to hit in that stack of infantry units? Now, we just Ooh. said random selection. Yeah, I would say no. And you are wrong. You're yes. kidding. How Joe is correct. How can you do that? How that doesn't make any sense? Be- I know, and this is very, very... How often in squad leader do you really get to select between infantry units, like right. a sniper or something? Mm. A leader, but in this case, if it's a known unit manning a gun or a support weapon, you can pick that unit out of the stack. Wow. Just think about that for a moment, listeners. We'll pause while you're thinking. Memorize that little bit of information. So you shoot your Panzerfaust at the building, three squads. You want to get the guy with the medium machine gun, don't you? Yeah. You have the chance to just say, that's the one that's hit. Yep, you roll random selection, but you can pick him if he's known and he's manning a gun or a support weapon. It doesn't sound like so. It's you don't normal. need to roll the random selection. Yeah, I guess you wouldn't. Well, you want to see for ties. Check for ties. Oh, though, check for ties. Right. Yeah. And I assume then you can pick two. Although it didn't say if you get a tie. Hmm. Nearing the end of the quiz show for Panzerfaust. How much residual firepower does a Panzerfaust leave in a hex? 
None. Nicht. None. That is right, comrade. Nicht. How many Panzerfaust shots do you get per side during the whole game pre-1944? So you got a German army of 10 squads. How many Panzerfausts? The same number. The same number of squads. That is correct, Joe. 10 attempts at a Panzerfaust. If it is now during 1944, how many do you get? For your whole side of 10 squads. I don't know. 1.5. 1.5 is correct. And that would be 15 Panzerfaust attempts. Well, if there's 10 squads. If there's 10. I'm assuming 10. Yeah. And if it's after 1945, when they were Germans were giving out the Panzerfaust like candy to everyone walking around. Here, little boy. Take a Panzerfaust. Hey, you old lady. Take a pit. Oh, no, it'll be the Russians. You go hide. Yeah. <laughs> Give this to your husband. It's a Panzerfaust. Tell him to shoot a Russian tank. How many would you get? Two. Two times the squads, which would be 20. 20. In this case, of our 10 squad wow. little army. So, that's something to memorize also. Pre-44, during 44, and then post, after 1945, mm-hmm. there were lots, lots. Yeah. Um, by the way, I had a note in my rules. I don't know if Joe has it written in his. I wrote on the side of rule 13.31, usage, the big long rule that a lot of these questions came from, near the bottom of it. It's on page C22 in my rule book. I wrote down squat equivalents into this section, and it used to say the number of the number of Panzerfaust shots taken in the course of a scenario may not exceed the number of German squads in the OB prior to 1944. That stated German squads. And then I had written it on the side here, squad equivalents. So somewhere along it, they changed that. You don't have that written in? Um, no, mine says German squads. Okay, so yours is actually incorrect. Somewhere there was an errata. An errata. That, that makes sense. clarified yeah. it is squad equivalents. Hmm. So your half squads add them up, and it counts as a squad. So now that gets us to 13.311, optional usage. Do you guys know anything about that rule? Yeah, you you were hinting and alluding at that, and that's really uh, brings back some of the flavor of the original squad leader intent, which it allows you to to write down, like squad A will have two Panzerfaust on a piece of paper. You're you're assigning the Panzerfaust counters, which aren't represented in counters. It's like when you do the armor leader. You're just... You're just writing down secretly which squads have which Panzerfaust and how many. You still have to roll for them, then? No. Or, and oh, then, then you won't no, then, roll then, then you don't roll. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Which, which isn't... I, reading nice. that, I, I like it. So that's an optional rule? Yeah. You mean you can employ that at your discretion house when you start? Rule. Yeah. House, house rule. House rule Or your opponent okay. has to agree. Uh-huh. There's like three optional rules, right? The, the value, the basic value points of the whole army, where if you lose too many squads in your attack... They call off the battle. You lose the, the camp. The, the slaughter rule, so to speak. Yeah, it's like a slaughter rule. Now, here's a question, though. Now, can you use this optional rule on a scenario, like a scenario card? And oh. if there's six squads in there, then you know, okay, well, then I have X amount of, uh, depending on the year, I have X amount of Panzerfaust. Can we just go ahead? Is that, is that, so that's what I took the meaning of this to be. When the optional rule is you take a scenario card and you're like, okay, you figure out how many you're allowed and your max number. Nine for the six squads. Yeah, and then you go ahead and you start assigning those. Does that affect the balance of the scenario? Or, or is this is this something that, I guess... Oh, maybe that's why it's an optional usage rule. Because I like this a lot. I like it better yeah. than, than uh, 
it, it adds more overhead. But what do you think, Jeff? You, no, your mm. eyes are glazing over. Yeah, as you're I don't know. It. It's uh, I kind of like the ra- uh, randomness of it. Yeah, I like the randomness of it because th- then you're more likely to have squads in position to a tank. Because if you if the squads that you've assigned the Panzerfaust are just happen to not ever be in position to use them. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. I, said, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Go could either go either way. way. Yeah, yeah, because it's real frustrating to have to not make the rolls. But then that's yeah. kind of what adds well, the true. fun. Yeah, yeah, that, what, that's what adds the fun to the scenario. It's like you guys when you rehash a scenario, you're like, man, if that squad could have just got that Panzerfaust when the when the uh, Sherman came around. Yeah, I guess there is. I, I guess there is more some appeal to what you're to this optional rule because there is something that's a little strange. Just a little strange to me sounding that you've got a role to find out whether or not right you it, got a do you got a Panzerfaust? i don't know uh, let's roll the dice because nothing else in the game is that way yeah right right yeah no For i don't think part. so yeah i mean optional gyro stabilizers or something but you know all the weapons are all you either have out. them or you don't yeah and here you don't know. well later on we are going to get into atm mms you know, yeah oh right right which, yeah that'll come up um, so yeah, this optional usage rule. I, and I mm. having reread it to do this, I didn't put it in the question format. I just kind of thought we'd talk about it. It struck me as you know this is kind of better because it's more realistic. It doesn't seem yeah. like it's too hard for me to simply write down. Think of all the other prep you do for a game, jotting down who has how many Panzerfausts. Yeah. So how many can each squad have? Well, two. Three. Oh yeah, usage size points. number. Yeah, if I remember that correctly, usage yeah, yeah, size right. number is the number US of guys. Number. Is that right? Yep. Yeah. So a half squad has two guys on the counter. Oh, it can okay. have two Panzerfaust, and a single man counter has hmm. one guy on it. So when you assign them, that's the limit, and then you can transfer them. That's and so on. But you have to yeah. change your little you can paper. You know, I'm going to move it from D squad D to squad E. They'll hand it off in the rally phase, just like a regular weapon. Are there other areas of the rules that have these optional? I think there's rules? only two or three in the whole book. Wow. Again, one, wonder, one wonder was that the, slaughter rule. Yeah. And the, okay. the, the incremental. Oh, fire table yeah, is that, optional. That is an option. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. To much discussion. Yes. Okay. So I'll finish up my quiz show. Um, what is the range of a Panzerfaust prior to D-Day? And I say that because listeners can help remember it that way. The range of a Panzerfaust changes after D-Day, June 44. So prior to June 44, how far can it shoot? Taking a, taking a guess. Three hexes. Incorrect. Two. Incorrect. Oh, one. One is correct. Oh. It's just a little shorty thing, I guess. Yeah. I don't know why. Your Panzerfaust at home, Jeff, is it? Uh, it shoots much it? farther than that, really. <laughs> okay. Yeah, because from but June, I, you know, June I've, on. I've, kind of, I've sort of goosed it up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I made a few modifications to it. <laughs> In June to December of 1944, how many hexes? That is two. Two. That is correct. And from past that date, from post 44. 11. No. Oh, three. Three is correct. Uh. And a PFK, Panzerfaust Klein or Little, how many would that be? Kleiner. One is correct. Huh. 
So oh, yeah, Klein, little, little Klein it means little. Yes, a, a little night music. Yeah. Klein Schmidt Klein is Klein little Smith music. Yeah, little. Yeah, although little counter Schmidt. then it literally says little Smith would not work for me. It would have to say Klein Schmidt. Klein Schmidt. Yeah. If and I've never heard of a scenario. I've never seen a scenario that uses PFKs. Oh, you're right. I've never, and you know what? Until tonight, I, I always forget what the heck right. that means. I've never schwerpunked, uh, none of the third party. I mean, I, I, I know they're out there, but name one scenario right off the top of your head, Dave. I cannot. That uses, where it says PFK. In, in fact, I really don't think I can recollect, and I've played everything in order, so I've played everything that's come out, and I could be wrong, of course, but... Yeah, and I really don't nothing, remember it right. ever. And it, you know, if you even if it happened like five times, you'd probably remember. Oh yeah, I remember that scenario. But even if you couldn't name it, you'd remember it happening. I think you're right, Joe. So listeners, there's another thing to let us know. Yeah. Any scenarios? And if and if there aren't any, we should write one. It's about as useful as the uh, trailer passenger counter. The the oh the yeah I have some of those. It's a trailer. No, the trailer counter. It says trailer passenger. Yeah, that, I actually used that once. There's like four blue counters. I was I was, I was organizing the other day, and yeah. I was like, "What a useless counter!" <laughs> when are you going to put think a, they used a trailer counter? One uh-huh. one or two scenarios in the Pacific might have actually used that rule, but I again I can't guarantee. We'll start that a little counter. category, a little pile of useless stuff. It's yeah, like Panzerfaust K's. Yeah. Trailer passengers. Yeah. I don't know. But at least else? the rules are intricate and cover the everything. Dynamite dog. <laughs> they need to come out with that counter. Yeah. Bicyclers. Well, they do. They do have a. The joke one. The joke one. Yeah. In the annual, or yeah, probably back in the annual days. So, last category, I think, or close to it. You have this thing, how. You know how far it can shoot. What do you need to hit a target in your own hex? The tank has overrun you. Um, well, I don't know. Is that a pan? Is that a final fire if it's overrun you? And you, you can't get a Panzerfaust, right? Yeah. Or can you roll? Well, okay. I'm not going to go into that. I need Bob Holmstrom for that one. Or Rich, go ahead, check Rich Silky's chart. Yeah, probably yeah, on the charts. It's on the chart. So if you but fire it in your own hex in some condition, in some way, what number do you need to roll to hit? No clue. I don't know. Ten. I'll pass. Ten is correct. Ten. And if you're one hex away? Eight. Eight is correct. If you're two hexes away? Six. It's, six it's is two correct. Two per hex is a correct. Goes down by two per hex. So what I have memorized, I have memorized uh, minus two per hex from a base of ten. And so I can easily calculate what I need to hit really quickly. So it's an easy one to remember. Okay. I'm sure I'll easily remember that. And then... Here's a little trivia. I think Joe might know this. He's our armor master. What is the to kill number of a Panzerfaust? Oh, that's easy. Panzerfaust is 31. 31. Everyone loves that number, right? Sweet. It is sweet. PFK. <laughs> what? <laughs> no one knows because no one's ever used one. 22. <laughs> It's like the spotted toad or something. It's like some, <laughs> I've never yeah. seen one, don't know. Yeah. yeah. Maybe and they put it in there as a, as a joke. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How many Panzerfausts can a leader direct? One. One is correct. 
Would that be his sole direction for that phase? Yes. Yes. Yes is correct? Say, yeah. What is the Panzerfaust's breakdown number? 11? No. 12? No. 10? No. 3? 4? No. 8? No. Doesn't no. have one? No. It doesn't have one. It's correct. Wow. <laughs> There's no dud? It's a Panzerfaust. Well, I thought there was a dud. Everything else. Oh, ever. haven't got to that yet. Okay. What happens if it rolls a boxcars on a to hit roll? Well, that would be a dud. Oh, on a, on a to, to hit, hit roll. I tricked you. <laughs> it's hmm. a good one. you got to memorize this, folks. Blows up your, in your face. Your enemy, you're right. Your enemy pulls up that Panzerfaust, rolls to hit, rolls boxcars, and he goes, oh, that doesn't matter. It doesn't have a breakdown number anyway. I just missed. Oh, you more than missed, my friend. You are casualty reduced. Wow. Not yes. even a morale check, just straight casualty straight reduction. Straight up casualty. You just killed five guys in your squad hmm. with that little... Broken it, and casualty reduced? No, it just says just casualty, casualty reduced. reduced. So I don't actually know about that. I don't think so. And, you know, like it says on yours at home, look yeah. out for the yeah, fire from the, the rear fire. or something, yeah. right? Yeah. And what happens to the boxcars on the two-kill roll? Then, it, then it's a dud. That's the dud. Very good, gentlemen. That was a pretty thorough little explanation. You don't expect that kind of meat on this show, do you? No, it's highly unusual. <laughs> Tell me about the backblast with the Panzerfaust, though. It blows your head off. What else do you want to know? <laughs> okay, that was quick. <laughs> don't all of them, Joe, have this except for... Pyatt. The Piat. <laughs> nice try again. The Piat. Yeah, it doesn't have the back blast. It's spring-loaded. See, the pie, it just rolls off your tongue. When you say pie, it... You're going to corrupt me yet. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, Panzerfaust does have... You do suffer back blast yep. if you fire it in a building. Shrek. Yeah. Oh, those kind of rules. Yeah, I didn't do all that. Yeah. Um, from memory, if you yeah. fire it in a... Oh. In a woods? We did this on another show. Because this was another quiz show, I think. Yeah, yeah, it was. And... Um, no, not a woods. Won't do back blast. Won't be a problem. No, it's just woods. building I want to fire them from woods. I want to fire them from orchards. Oh, I, you know, right. I always try and set up in no, grain woods. fields with a Panzerfaust because you don't have to take the back blast, which is that little jet stream coming out the rear of the thing. Or you can choose to expose yourself, but then you get a plus one to your dice roll to hit because you got to stick out of the. No, you you take a plus two or a plus two. Plus, plus two. two. You can choose to take the extra modifier. Right. Without I'll, the back. Yeah, blast. I'll take an ah. extra plus two to hit because you're trying to range it, so you're not hurting someone behind you, so your aim's going to get off. That's how I try and remember it. But yeah, if you fire from a building pillbox, certainly. And what else do you think, Joe? Building pillbox. The only one I have questions is rubble. Oh right. When you're firing from the rubble, that's the one off the top of my head. I would think no, because there's no more um, cover. But then you still got the walls and stuff there. So that's the one that I have a question about. Is backblast Keep talking, I'm in going rubble. Rules. Oh, you know what? Let's go, let's go. I'm gonna take this chance He's to go going into over my to the rules locker. Alright, so we actually went to the rule book. Which and Jeff nice. has that. What's it I've say? got the rule book here, and this is from uh, chapter C, thirteen point eight, backblast. Due to the attendant backblast of these weapons, a Panzerfaust, Panzerfaust Kleine, Bazooka, Panzer Shrek, or RCL, which stands for? Recoilless. <laughs> CL, yeah. recoilless. Yeah, yeah recoilless. Recoil. It's a gun. It's a yeah. small gun. May not be fired from inside a vehicle, rubble, pillbox, K-9 
cave, sewer, building, or phone booth. <laughs> That's right. Uh, without um, suffering from a desperation penalty. Which so. is the plus two to fire it to avoid the backblast right. penalty. And the penalty is a one shot, shot. So you roll your to hit or the effects roll? It's on the effects roll. You And then you roll one dice again, one no, die. It, no, it's the one that's or on do you your... Take, or you take the lower it, die. It's on your... Yeah, I think it's the lower die on your effects roll. Just got the rule there. Against your infantry squad. So your squad fires it in a pillbox or a building or those other things Jeff said. You roll the to hit, or maybe the effects roll. That's what he's going to check. And then you take the lower dice as a check on you on a one IFT chart. So a one or two is usually yeah. bad, like a KIA. It's on the one IFT. Yes. The K one, slash. The one column. Yep. Using only the colored die roll. The colored die roll. not okay, Of that not to hit lower. die roll. That's correct. Colored. No die roll modifiers apply. Nope. So you get a one or a two... I think it's like a KIA, two maybe a half squatted or three maybe half squatted. Yeah, and then four, five, six. Your squad's okay. So you fired it really quick without the extra plus two. You might have blasted somebody behind you. Right. The whole and, squad. Yeah. Yeah. Or a K slash, right? Right or pinned or any result on the one, whatever those are. And uh, so. I don't. Did we cover this? These weapons may not fire at a target. How many levels higher in oh, an adjacent hex? Cover that. No, we didn't. Okay, so here's uh, part of the show? quiz. Yeah, um, two and or this, more higher. Yes. Or what else? What if the, in in the same hex? How many levels? One. Yeah. So they can't fire directly above them. Now this says. Cannot fire directly above them in the same hex. Does that mean they could fire directly below them in the same hex? Everything yes. except the pilot. Piat. Right. Yeah. Right. Because <laughs> the pilot can't fire below yeah. one level. Right, because the right, charge falls out. Because the charge falls out. Correct. Right. Okay. Very good. Now, what wasn't in that rule, because the Japanese hadn't come out yet, it's rule G, we'll talk about huts. In a hut, you can fire it without the plus two, but it torches the hut. It starts a fire really? in the hut automatically. Wow. <laughs> and but it said because I looked it, it up too. the hut. No, it starts the fire, but the squad doesn't take the sh check on the one check. I don't know why that would be. Yeah, because it well straw bamboo. There's just nothing there. It just blows out the wall. Oh, that's why it doesn't ricochet off in a closed space or yeah. It just okay. explodes. Yeah. The, the walls fall off. Okay, or, great. That's a good way to remember it, Joe. Thanks. But it catches fire. It does. So they need to get out of there. Uh, if it, yeah. yeah. At least it gives blaze. them time. Yeah. It'll flame. It won't turn into a blaze until a little later. But it might. okay. And then um, if it's a collapse, so they can be in. No they problem. can be in a location with a flame. With a flame. Yes. Until, until it turns into move. a blaze. Until your next move. Okay. Yeah. Or yeah, then you got to yeah. get out. Try and hamper it, or yeah. And hey, maybe when we next show, if we do flamethrowers and Maltos, we ought to do the fire rules. Too. Yeah, that's a good idea. Oh, that might be a Let's long show. Let's include that. Yeah. Everything Let's include that. hot. Yeah, Everything with a flying leader. Yeah. Perfect for July. Tss. Yeah. Okay. So, Joe, you have some questions for us? 
Yeah, I uh, just got a few. I got about six questions, real, real, real short. Uh, basically, I'm going to cover the ATMM, or otherwise known as the anti-tank magnetic mine. Uh-huh. And that was basically, uh, it was another shaped charge, but it was something that you had to place. So how I picture them is uh, you see like a funnel. It looks like a gas tank, uh, like something you use to fill up your lawnmower, the, you know, the funnel with three grenades taped together or together a bundle of grenades and then with this funnel and then they would stick the funnel on the tank with the pointy end up I guess, of course and then the explosion would go down and that was how it would destroy the tank it would punch a hole through the armor through the armor and spew wow. the inside with uh, hot molten materials in that one spot magma kind of yeah exactly the tricky magma. part was just trying to uh, to place them Mama. Magma. Planet of the Apes. Escape from the Planet of the Apes. Yes, exactly. Mama. Yes. Actually, the rules uh, do not list the ATMM as a shape charge weapon. Yeah, I know. Because it's a collection of. Yeah, I know when it was. I guess. Uh, falling. Yeah, it doesn't exactly fall under that rule, but that was the whole effect. I see. Of, okay. Of the... Right, but it is in the LATW section. Yeah. Along with the Molotov projector, which is not a shape charge weapon either. Right. Because it just shoots a flaming bottle at somebody. Yeah, the difference is it's just not literally high. It's not heat. It's not high explosive anti-tank. It was it's just not a, the same technology. Yeah. Apples and oranges. Apples to apples. But, uh, and then just before I go into the questions, an interesting thing I always think about the Germans is when the Germans invent something, at the same time they always invent something to protect against it. And a good example of this is this ATMM. When they came out soon after that, 1943-ish, like on the Panthers and stuff, they started coming out with something called Zimmermit, which yep. was the... Uh, Concrete laid over the armor. Yes, and it would... It, it's not it would, magnetic. So it, it's yeah, not metal. So you couldn't stick uh, these things, anything to it. But the thing is, no other country ever uh, developed any kind of the Russians especially, never developed any kind of anti-tank magnetic mines. And after about six, seven months, the the Germans just slowly, as they were trying to speed up production of the tanks, that was one thing they just, eh, let's get rid of this because no one's Nobody's using doing that. Yeah, no I wonder why. Forget why the nobody... concrete coating. Yeah. But one one thing that the Germans did, and everyone knows that, are those shirts and the, the, the skirts. Do you know, though, before they tried that Zimmerit, they used a uh, hard candy shell coating. <laughs> yeah, developed by the M M&M and M company. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> All I remember is it took a long. Did you ever try build models with Zimmerman? I tried to do. No. And I I got it down, but it was like it was very hard. You had to like skim coat some of that that you model putty. Sculpted and use, your own. Yeah. Yeah, and then yeah. put the texture in it. And then I would take like a razor blade and do the little lines. And yeah. Then it was yeah. That's the only reason I know all this little trivia minutia here, but. Um, yeah, we'll go right into the questions now. All right. Now that I've bored you guys. No, play. I like Not that. That's a Not good a conversation. Uh, by the way, I took the liberty of looking up the pronunciation of P-I-A-T. Oh, Uh-oh. you did, did you? Now, what source are you using here? Well, this this is from a, World for, World, a book called World War II Infantry Anti-Tank Tactics by Gordon L. Rotman and Steve Noon. Okay, because I just and quickly posted my pronunciation, hoping you'd fall upon that. But. This is, this is, yeah, no, I didn't find that one on Wikipedia. It's very this short is a, <laughs> This is a book you can buy on Amazon. It's by you know the famous Osprey Publishing, which mm-hmm. are great publishers of all this sort of 
military overpriced skinny trivia. books. Yeah, mm-hmm. very overpriced. Uh, skinny paperback. No, they're they're fun books. The Mark One Projector Infantry Anti Tank, pronounced Piat, Piat, P E E dash A T, Piat. So it's not Piat, and it's not Piat. It's not Piat. It's Piat. Hey, where's your Piat? <laughs> yeah, I <laughs> so think saying, I'm saying They're yeah. saying Piat. So are we going to change? Do we care? It's going to be hard to break 30-some years of yeah. Isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Chasm oh. or chasm? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Cupola. <laughs> Cupola. You guys really went into it last episode. All right, were you ready for the quiz? We're ready. Quiz show. Okay. Kicking your butt. Hands ready. Hail it. Dave. What, what's this? this I, that's not I, the spirit. But I like to do that. You're t- <laughs> and I like to get it. Are you two done? Right. Yeah. What does the counter look like? <laughs> I tried to knock Jeff's hand away. <laughs> and actually, you him. forced him to push the button. So, yeah. Jeff, you get the first crack. <laughs> well, it, it looks like a Piat. Wait, what was the question anyway? What's what does the like? counter for the ATMMs look like? Oh, for the ATMMs. Yes. Oh, oh I was still talking the bell, about the PL. Oh, go ahead. He he yeah, I don't know. It has the bell-shaped little funnel on it. Oh wait, no wait. Wow. There are no counters for the ATMM. <laughs> nice try. I was thinking of the picture in the book. Somewhere there's a picture of an ATMM. I believe yes, in squad no leader. No counter. In squad leader, they had. I think uh, Cross of Iron came out with them. That's what you're thinking. Maybe that's what I was thinking. Okay, uh, so I got it right. It's Point another one of those. It's uh, it's <laughs> generalized as like the Panzerfaust. You have uh, to roll. Yes, you roll the same, almost the same numbers, one through three. Next question. And who gets those? Uh, what nationalities? Uh, Stop again, asking questions out of turn. Only the Germans. Oh, okay. So why don't they give it a German name? What uh, do they call it? It is a German name. ATMM. Anti-tank mining. <laughs> oh, okay. What, what well, are the a... to hit numbers for the uh, ATMMs? It's on the back. Is it on the? Is there a chart for yeah, the ATMMs? The no, there, the there are none. It's are on the none. back of the counter. <laughs> okay. Correct. Oh. Uh, can a leader modify the availability check? Oh, it couldn't on Panzerfaust. the ATMMs. No. Yes. Oh. Jeff, you are correct. Oh, dang. All right. One more random guessing. <laughs> You're just <laughs> I'm very hanging on the button. I'm very That's goaltending. Very competitive. It's called goaltending. Um, it's because I've played over a thousand games. Over a thousand games. Yeah. When available? When is it? When? When is? When are ATMMs available? When they go on sale at the Walmart. Blue light special. Yes. It's pretty general too. It's attention, Kmart shoppers. There are now ATMMs available in aisle six. <laughs> so, are you stalling? Dave? Uh, no, I don't know. Nineteen. I'll, okay, I'll just guess. Well, can we do it together? Jeff and I work together. No. What, take a guess. One Forty-four. Forty-three. Forty-three. June forty-four. <laughs> it's, it's really general. Available November starting nineteen forty-four. Okay. From forty four. Okay. Forty four. And we already we already talked about the uh, what's the availability the, the availability check dice roll. We already know what that One is. One to three. But what happens when you get a six? The magnetic thing sticks to the metal plate in your head. <laughs> Which pins you or DMs pins you. you? And then when it goes off, it kills you. 
Wow. What was the question? I didn't read that part of the See? rules. <laughs> what happens when you get when a six is rolled on the availability check roll? Your squad it does not have one and is pinned. Yes, and then that, that also yes. applies to Berserk. Berserk cannot be pinned, but it did apply for Panzerfaust. I'm going to say it does. Yeah, even Berserk are pinned. Yes. Now, that's, why would they do that? You have a unit that cannot be pinned, and then you make two exceptions for that. I don't know. It just seems like it's confusing. Yeah. That's another one. I've never, never even come across an oh, opportunity. To have a... Not saying that it won't happen, right. but for a Berserk unit to fire a Panzerfaust while it... I don't know. I just... But they did a good job of putting it in the rules. Got to, got to admit. So these ATMMs are available to Germans <laughs> after 1945. After and including 1944. 1944, and I also want to pause there because uh, with PTO, the Japanese are granted the ability to roll for that if they're anti-tank heroes. Heroes, correct. And they get the equivalent of an ATMM uh, that they can use when they when they blow themselves. Yes, although it's an improvised anti-tank destruction weapon. It might be something a little different. Yeah. Okay. They just, they just play the so as far as that, the Russians never had it, obviously, right. and then uh, the Americans never had. And the Brits other had other than saving Primer Ryan. Right. Well, <laughs> and the Brits they had made the a gamma. little version of that. The Brits oh. had the gamma bomb rules. Now here's the real question. I, uh, okay. I did not know that. <laughs> there she blows. This is the question, uh, Dave. Well, Jeff too. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, can I play? He's not even putting his hand by the buzzer. Well. You, yeah, you're, you're goaltending again, okay, Dave. Okay, I'm back here. I'm just going to turn your mic down. <laughs> and people will think when he pushes the button that you're answering. Yeah. So what do you think of that, Dave? That's okay. Cheap. Now, yeah. say a single-man counter attempts to to ha- check the availability of an ATMM, and it rolls a 1 through a 3, and, and it, it does have an ATMM. What else can that single-man counter do? Can it grant? Can it... Can the squad with any other squads with that single man counter also have ATMMs? Yes. 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 What kind of a question? No, we can't. Uh, uh, I think Dave has left the room. Dave has left the room. He's not here anymore. <laughs> Where did Dave go? You know, he left because he doesn't know the rules, and it was he's leaving. And he left in shame. He, yeah, he got mad and he. I'm still here. I'm still here. <laughs> he got mad and stomped out, and <laughs> yes, pro- provided right. what. This is awful. That's a very convoluted and leading objection. That's, that's a, a leading. That's question. a horrible quiz show question. You're leading the, objection you're leading the witness. So what is the answer? Yes, he can. provided what? He hands it to him and lets the squad throw it. No, what it's saying is the squad. So say a squad and a single man counter go into the hex, the location of a tank, and they pass their their morale check. They get in yep. on top of the tank. All right, Patsy, they're in. The leader. Rolls first, roll. the single man counter rolls. He, he, gets, he it. gets it. Does he get it on a one to three, too? Yes. Are there modifiers? like? Uh, the yeah, yeah there are modifiers. Um, actually, there's a plus two for single man counter. counter. Okay, same as the Panzerfaust. And then if he gets so it, he then, rolls a one, he's then got it. the squad with him would get that minus three on the, atta- on the CC attack. Right, because what the anti-tank magnetic mine does, it gives you a neg three on your close combat versus the tank. To kill roll. It significantly a, enhances your chance of killing it. Right, because for a 
squad to kill a tank in close combat is like a five. Is that correct? Yes, five. And so now you put a neg three on it, you're up to an eight. Average rolls a seven. Mm-hmm. You're going to kill that tank with an ATMM, usually. So what that does is it says the leader has the, kind of like I actually said, the leader has the ATMM, but his to kill number is a one. No, a two. For a single, a single man, man counter? counter to kill a tank's a two, right? Two. Snakes. So now he has an egg three. He kills it on a five or less. What they're saying is the squad with the leader, although the squad didn't have an ATMM, the leader did. He basically does hand it to the squad. Or directs it. it, it and lets them throw it so they, the, their kill number of five takes the neg three now uh-huh. instead of the leader's kill number of two taking the neg three. Makes a big difference. And as a bonus question, what happens if the leader gets a six? Is the uh, What happens to the squad with it? Does he have a metal plate in his head? <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> You want to try, Jeff? He's pinned. No clue. That's the good thing is the the squad does not suffer the effects of the six. Only that single man counter does. Okay, so the squad's free to still act. Yes. All right. And make their own attempt or make their own kill attempt. I did not know that. Yeah, very good. (laughs) Thanks. And see, that's it. That's all I have on ATMMs. Boy, that hurt, though. That hurt. That was, that's minutia. That's I've the, never played with those. Right. Now you will encounter those, right? You I will encounter those. I thought we did those. in uh, some Japanese uh, PTO. Oh. I thought we Oh, we may have in that, but I, I've never... Like down Radio I Road, I can't remember. I think, Do you know why you haven't played with those? I didn't know about them. You'll for, you didn't That's know why. about them, and, or you forgot. Yeah. I, I forget. I forget. forget. I guarantee you that I... And this is why I can never be a great player, although I... I'm a great person, aren't I, Jeff? You're a very great person, Dave. Joe, don't you think yes. so? I can never be a great player because I will go into the combat and it's 1940. What, you said 44? Yeah. That's like most of the games you're playing against the Americans, right? Yeah. yeah. In in Germany. It's most of every game you're playing. You're going to tell me you haven't been in a close combat in, in Germany against the Americans in 1944 and 45? Yes, you have. Have you done an ATMM? No. No, we haven't. Why? Because you don't know the rule, yeah. and I'm too stupid to remember the rule. Yeah. Joe, what's your excuse? <laughs> <laughs> I use them in PTO. I, I know that, but I, I wish there's times where it's like smoke. It you, is, yeah. yeah. Oh, like, I'm oh, a, I, oh, I'm across the street. I forgot to do the yeah. smoke. Or prep yeah. fire phase. Why didn't I fire the, the smoke <laughs> over onto it's the AT go gun? First. Oh. Uh, so, yeah, that's one of those things. But, you know, hopefully by this, this little show, people will start thinking about ATMMs. I hope. But you know what I found? I listened back to some old shows, and I'm, I'm listening to us talk, and I go, oh, that's a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't learned yeah. anything from yeah. us doing this. I forgot that already. You, you have to pra- I think we have to practice these things. You've got to play if, more squad leader. Play, you're right. Play yeah. more squad leader. And, 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 but literally, literally practice. I, I often think, you know, I should just break out the boards, but I never have time. I always want and, and move my tanks and practice throwing a smoke mortar. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm going to go, I'm going to throw a smoke mortar. What do I do? I just go through the rules, practicing it at home. So you're literally doing it, rolling it, setting up the pieces, because you're not going to remember during the game. Yeah. Either it's getting late, and you're, you know, it's all, it's 11 o'clock. You know, we're not done yet. We have two turns left. Oh, I'm just going to play faster. You know, and then you're not going to remember the rules. Yeah. So. That's like when we did the, the second part of Newbie Doo. Is like we really went into detail in the. Uh, oh, is there a newbie do too? <laughs> yes, there is. Yes, there is. But it's like very well detailed about. Which is good. First fire, it's subsequent fire, yeah. Detective fire, and those are those things, and it helped me just by forcing me to read the rules. 
to because that's something that people you don't you don't remember all your opportunities. You yep. just think you, you have one, and you have no other chances to stop this guy. And it, yeah, it's and that's why with the newbie do you guys can again. I think you should just set up specific situations to yeah. illustrate those rules. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, be great, Jeff. Did you want to read through bazookas? Uh, uh, yes, I do. Been working, hand me over fifty hours a week, and you have not been able to do your homework, which is okay with us because you're. But the, I do know how to read. You're the brains behind the outfit. I hope I, I hope I remember <laughs> how to read. And that's not saying much, folks. <laughs> now, this I thought this was the most interesting. Is I looked up the pronunciation of bazooka. I say I typically say bazooka. You say bazooka, Bazooka. But my friends corrected me. They said it's like bazooka or something. Bazooka. Really? What do you say? Bazooka. Baz- bazooka. Bazooka. I, I have see. heard people say it that way, too. I, I, I've always what, pronounced it official? bazooka. <laughs> bazooka. No, that's like the Polish way. It's, it's like hakapella. Bazooka. bazooka. So, and if anybody else yeah, has zoops. another pronunciation, we'd be more than happy to listen to it. Uh, so, I'll, I'll read right out of the rule book, and I hope I'm not breaking any laws by doing this. No. So, if you're a lawyer so or we're no off the lawyer, quiz show format? Yes. Yes. Just put away the quiz well, show I button. may ask a question as I go along here about bazooka, otherwise known as baz. Uh, counters are provided for three different versions. The actual year of availability of each is specified on the counter. Uh, there's an exclusion, though. The, the Boz 43 actually first becomes available in November of 1940. What? <laughs> oh. Two. Yes. Oh, yeah. Uh, American units are always assumed to use the latest model available. Okay. Any unbroken infantry multi-man counter can fire a bazooka... And as such uses, uh, such use constitutes use of a support weapon. Yes. Each bazooka has its own abbreviated to hit table listing its basic to hit number at each of its allowable ranges printed where? On the back of the counter. Yes. Yes. That's right. I wish I had those numbers memorized, no. but I don't. You don't? No. Do you? Heck no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> This to-hit table is used for both armored and unarmored targets. Although a bazooka has its own to-hit table, all firer and target hit determination die roll modifiers applicable to light anti-tank weapons apply. Okay, so you still use all those little L, red L marked uh, modifiers. Right. And it said unarmored as well as armored, didn't it? It did, targets. yes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, once a hit has been scored versus a vehicular target... It's resolved on the C7.33 high-explosive anti-tank-to-kill table using either the Boz 43 or the or the Baz, Baz 44. <laughs> so the Boz 43 or the Baz 44 plus column, depending on the time frame of the scenario versus the unarmored target. On the IFT table or the... T- uh, no, on the um, to-kill table. Yeah. It has a kill number. Yeah. So, and a hit is resolved on the 8 column of the IFT. On the IFT, it's an 8, yeah, because that's on the counter 8-4. Right. Right, for the range of 4, although I think the earlier bazookas may have a shorter range. No, actually, the earlier ones were 8-4s, and the later ones were 
Eight threes? No. Eight fives. Eight yes. fives. Wow. Eight fives. Okay. So they had an extended. Yeah, I guess I don't ever shoot them at five. Yeah. You're gonna, you're gonna miss. But and the um, does it? Do you have a to kill number on it? Yeah. Uh, well, the very early war, first year, 1943, is 13. 13. And then it goes up to a, a paltry 16, 16 for the 44 yeah. and 45. Yeah, that's Really, the Germans 16. had the best... Uh, oh, yeah. They yeah. copied Isn't the it? bazooka, wasn't it? Yeah, they did, and they made it a lot better. Kill number 31 on a Panzerfaust. Uh, little quiz. What is the break number of the Baz 43? 10. What is the break number of the Baz 44? 11. What is the break number of the Baz 45? 12. 11. That's 11. Oh. Ah! <laughs> trying to beat him to the buzzer. <laughs> okay. Uh, leadership modifier of any one leader directing a Baz attack may be used to modify its two-hit die roll. Correct. Yeah, that wasn't a question. Sorry. Okay. Single man counter usage. Any combination of two single-man counters may fire a bazooka at full effect. Correct. Yes, I'm reading right from the rules. It better be correct. <laughs> How can you tell that a bazooka is, uh, can be leader-modified? Because it said so in that rule. No, by looking at the counter. Oh, it doesn't, it doesn't, um, it has, it doesn't have a triangle on it to indicate a leader, no leader modifier allowed. That is correct. Man, I am... Really? A, tri a triangle where on the counter? I am a flamethrower. Remember, I think we talked about this a long time ago. Like the flamethrower is a good front. example. If you'll see a little tiny triangle mm -hmm. on the front of the counter. Usually to the side of the artwork. Um, yep. It means it is not leader modifiable. Correct. Cannot, yeah, okay. correct. You cannot. Is it a triangle or a diamond? It's a triangle? It's a triangle. triangle. Okay. All right. If you stuck a diamond on the counter, it would make it like three-dimensional. You couldn't stack counters on top of it. I'm going to turn your microphone down again, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> no fair! Uh, Correct. Leaders, <laughs> leaders cannot modify their own fire, although a hero can, whether singly or in combination with another single-man counter. Uh, no, 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 no. Turn, turn me up again. Oh, you're up. Oh, I am up. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Yeah. No, wait. Leaders cannot modify their okay. own fire. Right. Never although can. a hero can. Can a hero do that, Joe? All the, Whether singly yeah. or in combination with another single man counter. All the time a hero can modify his own shot. Like a hero, a 149. He yeah. shoots at someone running down the street. He's always got a neg one, but that's just to lead people, right? No, I think I think he can... We'll have to check the rule book, I guess. But you're saying for sure he can... Uh, what, Jeff, at, at least as, as far as bazookas are concerned. If he shoots a bazooka himself, he gets Leaders his Leaders cannot modify their own fire, although a hero can, whether singly or in combination with another single-man counter. It's own fire of a bazooka. Yeah. Okay, so a hero grabs that bazooka, he gets his own neg one. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Of which I didn't know. So you got some bazookas, hand them to the heroes. Yeah. Um, a bazooka can be used by one single man counter only if that single man counter is a um, really strong enough to lift it. They weren't that heavy, really. Um, a hero, heroic leader. No, okay. well, a hero. Yeah, heroic yeah, leader. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, white phosphorus rule. 
The Bazooka oh, yeah. 45 has the option of firing white phosphorus. So only in 45, late war. Okay. Yeah. Normal ammunition depletion number rules apply. So it has an S number on the back of that bazooka? Yeah. Yes, it is. Okay. WP6. WP6. That's one good thing about the bazooka. It's nice to be able to hurl white phosphorus at, like, an enemy building and make them take a morale check. Maybe you cause them to break just by doing that. Yeah, mess up their shot and then for follow-up units, right? Yeah. And I don't do that enough either. Well, it's mainly a PTO thing. They use those for the caves and the bunkers and stuff, yeah. like in Okinawa and Iwo Jima. And a, uh, the malfunction, a bazooka is permanently removed from play if it's unmodified to hit die roll is greater than or equal to its breakdown number. Okay. And that's it for the bazooka. Bazooka. Bazooka Joe. <laughs> <laughs> There we go. That's so right. We should have given you bazookas, Joe. We got some, I know. Uh, that was some good stuff. Give me an opening. Some uh, good stuff. All right, ladies and gentlemen, have we covered all of the LATWs? We have not. We have not covered the Molotov projector, which we're saving for our special flamethrower show. And otherwise, we did the ATR, right? The rifle. ATR, bazooka. How do you spell ATR? Magnetic mine. We kind of briefly did the ATR. It's got a, you know. Yeah. Um, we should probably do a little more on that later. We did the Piat. Piat. And the Shreks. The Piat. All right. Yeah. Good job, everyone. Very good on uh, for all of us. Let me talk to you personally for a minute, squad leader players. Are you embarrassing yourselves by going out in public to tournaments, even having people into your home, and you have raggedy corners on your squad leader counters? There's no excuse for displaying that way anymore. You're all grown up. And uh, there's no excuse for borrowing your wife or your girlfriend's favorite toenail clippers to do the job. And there's no excuse for sitting around hour after hour clipping all those corners. Look, it's the 21st century. Get with the program. Spend 20 bucks and get a C4 corner cutter. The C4 corner cutter will help you prepare an ordinary game in about an hour, even a big game in an evening. The C4 Corner Cutter clips square counters, rectangular counters, even counters from games that aren't squad leader. So I don't know why you're delaying. Get with the program. Start your life anew. Get a C4 Corner Cutter. It's $20. Check the link on today's show notes or on the Two Half Squads webpage. All right, well, that was good. Very good indeed. Hey, what's that? What do I hear? Wake up, Joe, wake up. <laughs> oh. It's time for Box Art Review. No! I thought it was intermission. Climb back up that cliff and get over here, Jeffrey oh Alex. Oh my gosh. All right, this week, I know Joe, because you are a big fan of the Pacific. I've come loaded for bear for this episode. You have me doing gung-ho. And the first thing we see is some magnificent lettering across the top. Wouldn't you agree? What's it say? Gung. Gung. <laughs> yeah, how do you pronounce that? Gung-ho. Actually, I looked this up. It's pronounced G-un-G-ho. 
Stop it. Yeah. Now, what does it mean? It, it, oh, oh, it means it's Jeff Don Ho's brother. Don Ho's brother. Gung. It means um. Um, all together. Uh, Semper Fi. I'm thinking of Semper Fi. It means go for it. What's well, kind of two part? Was it? Is it Latin? Semper Fi is Latin. Is gung ho? That's not Latin, is it? No. What does it mean today? Joe I mean, nowadays knows. means go for the gusto. Yeah, the Marines use it for enthusiasm or dedication. Okay. Sometimes it's also kind of derogatory if someone's gung ho. It, it means they're like overly. Uh, oh yeah, well, that's the way I use it. Yeah. It's a little too gung ho yeah. there, buddy. Yeah, a little strong. You know, a little too, but we do see some gung ho Marines. They're not quite coming out of this LVT, right? They're running by it. I don't see a hatch down on this vehicle. I don't even know what kind of vehicle this is. But this is by the artist George Parrish, I believe his name was. His signature's on the lower left. Remember, he had passed away and was not able to complete the artwork for MMP or for Avalon Hill. We do see the Marines wearing their distinctive helmet. What's unique about that, Joe? Uh, the camouflage? That's correct, the camouflage. But more interestingly, the, the guys in the picture? Uh-huh. Uh, have you seen those poses anywhere else before? In the miniature plastic figures I had when I was a kid. No? Or yeah, it's that's really, right. It's, hey, yeah, they totally do. Yeah, the one totally is hate. the running guy with the gun down. What? Yeah. Where else, Joe? It's really, it's really a collage of pictures from famous marine pictures throughout world war ii oh it is really? the guy with the shooting the rifle so the yes, first guy I've there is is really it's a, firing the thompson it's a marine and he's firing a thompson yeah uh-huh but in the real picture it, it's from okinawa he's not even anywhere near a beach he and then and kind of a like the trivia thing there is his name was david hargraves wow he's what was still, his middle name <laughs> For him, I don't have the middle name. Oh. But uh, that's really uh, it's really David Hargraves from 2nd Battalion, 1st Marine Regiment on Okinawa, May 1945. And that guy's still alive. He was born in 19... At, le at least as of the last few weeks ago when I looked it up in Wikipedia, he was born in 1925 and he's still alive. How about that? All right, mister, is this a... Box art review or a history report? <laughs> that's, that's going right into that box art review. Now, oh, man, proceeding into the second guy. Yes, the guy running with the rifle parallel to the ground. I think that's mm -hmm. one of, besides the flag raising on Iwo Jima, that's probably one of the more famous photographs. You always see that photograph of that guy. He's storming the beach. Yes. And, uh, again, it's, it's really taken from a picture from Okinawa, and it's uh, PFC Paul Eisen. Wow. wow. Paul Eisen. So, How about it? But the Marines, and one of their Marine bases, there's a, his image is on a, uh, like the, the sign at the gate. And a lot of Marines to this day get tattoos of that, that silhouette. Wow. That's fascinating. <laughs> That's all I can say. <laughs> wow. What about this next guy in? He's got his gun a little not quite parallel to the ground. It's a more at a 45-degree angle. Well, the, you're still talking about the second guy? This guy, because can I back up to the you second may. guy? The trivia. Uh, what's what's unique about his equipment? He has a slinky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in his right pocket. Okay. Uh, let me see a little camp. closer Jeff, here because I'm not wearing my binoculars. Hmm. 
His equipment. Now there's some marine the websites out there. You're Something getting close. You're some... getting close on some real trivia there. But uh, the because sometimes this is one of those photographs that gets mislabeled. And yeah, right. there's some marine websites that will correct people on the terminology. And I mean, kind of a tip is he's carrying a, he's carrying a rifle, but yeah, it doesn't look like the right rifle actually. Well, the rifle's okay, the, uh, but what it is is he's carrying uh, BAR ammo belts. Oh, but he doesn't have a BAR. Right, and in real life, he was known what's known as as a BR, BAR assistant. He carried the extra the assistant ammo gunner. for the gunner. Right, because I do play a miniatures game called Battleground, in which you have individual figures marked, and a squad will have a leader, an assistant uh, leader, a machine gunner, light machine gunner, or BAR guy for the Americans, and then the assistant gunner, and he has the uh, ammo with him, either in cases for a machine gun or in bandoliers. Yeah, and that pit, in the picture, he was he was making several supply runs across what they were calling Death Valley on Okinawa. And is he by the BAR gunner in this painting? No, he's not, and in, in, in the picture, he's not the, he's by himself in the famous picture. Okay, so our artist didn't quite. He should have put the BAR guy next to him then, because yeah. he'd be the the ammo bearer for that. Oh, the BAR guy is uh, not in that. He's picture. off to the right. He's off. Yeah, in real life, he was somewhere else in the picture. But in yeah, there, go, go yeah, a little he's farther not there. to the right, Dave. A little farther, a little farther. Yeah, he's just beyond. Oh, that. off the page. Off, off the, the page. page. Okay, yeah, because yeah. I see a flamethrower. <laughs> Which is my jumping ahead, Joe? Uh, th- are you ready to go to our third man? His All I know from him pose. is he's from Tarawa. That's from a picture because the trivia there is you'll notice the, the he's not wearing leggings. You're right. His pants are loose yeah. at the cuff. I would not have even mentioned that. But uh, going back to the second guy, Paul Eisen, the, on Okinawa, the division, the sixth division, the division he was in, they wouldn't let him take him the leggings off no matter how hot it was. It was one of the regulations. It was a little. They hated that because it was so hot but they weren't allowed because of the uniform regs. Whereas the next division that was fighting alongside of them, their commander let them take the leggings off for comfort. <laughs> okay. It's just one of those little, little trivia air up questions. there and, and like air conditioning, air out those legs. Oh, excellent. And our fourth gentleman, and by the way, artistically speaking, yeah. I love the angle of the figures getting smaller and smaller as we move from left to right. It's not your typical triangle formation. Well, wait. Oh, yes, it might be. If you take a line from the far right gentleman who's just a dark, dark silhouette back up to the top of the Marine with the Thompson. Is that a Thompson machine gun? That kind of makes a nice little line there, but you lose the effect unless you're following down his body. Don't go across the vehicle. The vehicle's in the background. So our next gentleman has a, do you know that weapon, Jeff? Oh, the guy with a flamethrower? Correct, a yeah. flamethrower. Yeah. Joe, is G- that a specific? I had a G.I. Joe flamethrower guy. It's taken from another famous photograph on Iwo Jima. Not from the G.I. Joe guy. Huh? No. Oh. <laughs> but you could pose the G.I. Joe but guy. But you could do yeah, that. Yeah, I could. With the kung fu grip? Yeah. Oh, no, <laughs> no. The kung fu grip could could hold it really good. When I got my first GI Joe, it was 1966, I think. Like when GI Joe first came out, and that's I when got they, like one that's of the when first they had ones. the they yeah had no the, grip, no grip. They, they had the fixed hands. Yeah. Did that GI Joe come with the Barbie game, Jeff? 
Uh, he went and visited the Barbie game. <laughs> oh, I imagine. <laughs> I imagine he did. Yeah. <laughs> when he was on shore leave. And our last figure, number five. A dark silhouette in the background. It looks to me like he's got a flamethrower. He's holding that low, but I'm guessing that's a rifle. Hard for us looks all like to it. tell. Yeah. Seeing a good yeah, artist will really allow see. the people in the background to kind of blur out a little bit or become silhouettish. And that uh, is a nice technique by the artist here. Mm -hmm. I was going to say these are some of his most realistic figures before I heard Joe mention that they are taken from photographs. Mm. An artist will use a model, and it's, it's okay to use a photograph of a person as your model. Perfectly okay within the art world. In the old days, it may not have been, because there was no such thing as photography. I like to use naked ladies as models. I know you do. Yeah. I've seen them all at your house. <laughs> and um, have we seen this artist before on the cover of uh, Yes, he's Leader? the same artist, George uh, Parrott. As, as who? As, as which other module? Do you all remember? the other modules before this. Oh, okay. How about that? He was like the standard artist guy. Do we know where he is today? He passed away. Oh, okay. And so they had switched to new artists. Sorry to hear that. I think this is his finest work, personally. Uh, you compare this to the previous artworks that Jeff has said, not a fan of. I think the figures are much more natural in their poses. I think the colors blend together much better. Um, the background with the palm trees blown up in the smoke adds a level of excitement. He's chosen the right moment, hasn't he, Joe, for the Marines? Exactly. Exactly right. And that brings to a close. Unless you have further comments, gentlemen. No, I think this is one of my favorite covers, though. I think it is my favorite cover yeah. of his work. Yeah, I and agree. I that, then, good. will bring to a close another edition of Box Art Review. Always a pleasure. I feel just sort of cultural and... All smart inside now. Boy, I think Joe's sense of historicalness you brought to this work is just... That one was just dying. Oh, you've just pushed me to a new level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm <laughs> kind of serious, because in those other ones, we were, I didn't even know what kind of tank it was on that other game box. Doom Battalions, I should have looked that up. Yeah, I, had, I even had more material on the, on the, the gung-ho. Give it to us now. Because it was like... Uh... Yeah, because going back to Gung Ho, I mean, that's, I, I just kind of asked you what it means today, but a lot of people think that it's taken literally, a lot of people say it was literally translated from, from Chinese, the meaning uh, work in harmony and work together. Oh, I've read that somewhere. And, Is that false and, or and true? It, it's totally false because uh -huh. they've had translators and it, 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 you cannot literally translate that. It, it's kind of an Americanism. It's like a mishmash of... It's like what we call Chinese food. Yes. Here is not really Chinese food. It's just, it, but it it means it's kind of hinted. I mean, it's derived from some Chinese words, but uh, it originated from Carlson Raiders. Okay. Like in the early part of the war. Yep. So then and they're just made up words. Oh. That to sort of a mishmashy made. It's up. kind of changed through time. Yeah, yeah. Huh. The, the Marines kind of used it to to mean, you know, something different than what it really started off as. Yeah. Like chop suey, <laughs> yeah. which actually means cut them up. <laughs> chop suey. Yeah. Matt Suey of the Bears. You all know, yeah, know yeah. him. 
unless they were a Bears fan. So, all I right. Pronou- I have always pronounced it Chope Suye. Ch- <laughs> Well, I think I've had enough of this evening of yeah, silly so pronunciations. Yeah. Um, do we have time for the interview, Jeff? We're, we're actually, I, I think we'll just uh, put Matt on the next show because we're running a pretty good length for this show and we get okay. chock full of information. So uh, tune in with us next time to hear that interview with Matt. And that does wrap it up for this show, unless anybody else has any parting comments. That's it for me this time. All right, Joe, thanks for coming back. And yeah. We'll get you back in another episode or two with, um, I think we're all thinking we're into this flamethrower idea, huh? Yeah, yeah. that sounds like oh, a yeah. really, sounds oh, like really, really like good one. stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. Looking Something like forward. it we'll start. We'll start planning that right away. That'll be our first three-hour episode. Yeah. Yeah. There's <laughs> yeah, a lot be. of material yeah, for this we'll one. Yeah. All right, everybody. Well, thanks very much for joining us. We appreciate it. And remember, roll, roll low and may, may the, the dice be with you. you. But, but not when, when you're, you're playing, playing us. us. I always say wow, low. Bye bye, everybody. Wow. Quickly turn off this episode. Wow.